0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode. No episode last week because, well, A, no one was available, B, I hate doing solo shows and C, every time I set aside some time to record a solo show, something came up and I was called away and it didn't happen. So there you go. That's life. Anyway... Thank you, by the way, to everybody who uh, contacted us to say how much uh, they enjoyed the Reverend Andrew Dotchin and what great raconteur he is. So uh, look forward to perhaps getting him back on sometime in the future. But here we are. Nick is here this week. Hello, Nick.
1: Hello. 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 Yes, I've been off. uh, I've been off singing or or if you believe what Matt Jim put in the chat, I've been busking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did
0: also suggest that you might have been scaring crows, so... You know, uh... <laughs> yes. Cheeky, what's it? <laughs> Indeed. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's um, you know, all that time out in the rain chasing haggis around the mountainside is what's done that to him. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's got cold and surly as uh, a as result of not only getting cold and wet, but not catching any haggis. There we go.
1: Ah... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I like it. So uh, well, Nick, this week, of course, um lots of really, really big things going on. Uh none of which actually we probably have a huge amount to say about. So um it might be a relatively short show, bizarrely, in a, what is a huge uh week for Apple, but um obviously the vision pro is here and as a result um you know their uh the review embargo finished so there are reviews galore on youtube and every tech blog you can think of so uh, if you're interested in that, people, you can go and fill your boots. And Nick and I will have uh, probably a short discussion about what we think about that, which, of course, being in the UK is not much because we can't get hold of one, even if we happen to have, you know, the odd seven grand laying around for the pair of us to buy one with. But there you go. <laughs> also, um, <laughs> Apple have announced, well, actually, that was the, end of last week, Apple put forward their proposals, this is important, proposals on how they intend to comply with the EU Digital Marketing Act, and uh, there's all sorts of comment from all sides about that, uh, we will talk about that a bit, but it's long, it's involved, and because their proposals... It's all down to the EU whether or not they decide to accept, ratify or otherwise proceed or whether they wag their finger and tell Apple, no, 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 no. Go away and do it again. So, um, that's that. He's a, and... no... a... Yeah. a very naughty boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are not the messiah, you are a very naughty boy. So, uh, and... There were the quarterly results, which actually uh, are not that interesting. So there you go. So <laughs> that is. Yeah, so where you,
1: you might as well switch off now. Bye then. Bye. <laughs> that's,
0: all right, that's it. So goodbye. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Back next week when there's something more interesting to talk about. But uh, no, in reality. So let's um, let's kick off, shall we? Let's kick off. So um, first of all, um, the Apple Vision Pro has launched. Um, Hurrah, at last. Um, Which, unfortunately, on the other side, does mean if you look for Apple News, all you'll find is comments on the Apple Vision Pro. Anywhere, everywhere, that's your lot. So if you're interested, pick some (laughs) and have a read. Fill your boots.
1: Um, Have you bothered to read or had the chance to look at any, Nick? I've I've watched one or two little bits on YouTube of um, Marcus Brownlee doing his stuff. Um yeah, I I found it interesting. Um whether it's three and a half thousand dollars worth of interesting is is debatable. Well that's um, a big question, isn't it? Uh yeah, it is. But um I just got a feeling it's going to be one of those products that eventually a third party is going to pick up and say, "Oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, we can do something really useful with this." But at the moment, to me, it it looks like a great toy. But you know, would I spend three and a half thousand dollars on a toy? I. Um, It's just you know, it's it's not even a. I wouldn't even call it a productivity tool particularly. Even though you know you can connect it to your computer and. You can show your screen up in front of you and you can have two different screens and I mean, it all looks very clever, but but again, you're strapping something to your head. <laughs> yeah. Even though I have tried um, um you know, I had the quest the I forget what it was called now, the quest something or other. Um well, the cheap a, one, basically. MetaQuest, which was The MetaQuest, yeah. Well, uh something but I, it, yeah. I found that was it was great for a while, and then I, and then I, then I'd had enough of it, as it were, uh, and I had not touched it for I don't know twelve months, eighteen months, two years, whatever long I've had it. Uh, I played with it for about three three months probably, and and you know watched everything that I could watch, and and it was a real novelty. But uh, again, um, once I'd finished with it, I'd finished with it, and I. I wonder whether the Vision Pro is going to be a similar sort of thing. It's um, hard to tell at this stage. I think the real truth is, my opinion is, um, well, I think,
0: uh, I haven't looked at it yet, but I did listen to the Verge cast where Neelai Patel obviously talked at length about, you know, uh, the fact that he's done a review and... um, and one one or two things that have come up, some people have said, oh, well, how can people be doing a review? They've only had it 10 minutes, and that's not a proper review. But do be aware, people, that people like uh, Neelai Patel and Marcus Brownlee and Joanna Stern and... Gruber and all these actually have had them in their hands for two weeks because they have like two weeks to play with it, experiment with it, use it, write their reviews, and that is why all the reviews come out at like midnight on the first or whatever it is because. Oh, all right, so
1: they've had uh, they've had it, they've had like a pretty look at it before it was launched. Yes,
0: they they get one shipped to them like a week before everybody else gets theirs. That's how it works. Right, and they have what's called an embargo, um yes, and if you listen to the uh the latest talk show with John Grubar um he talks about it, he also uh laughs about the fact that he is notorious, right, everybody races to like have their review finished, done, ready to publish, and at whatever you know one minute past the embargo time they hit publish and that's why the, they just explode everywhere and John Gruber <laughs> yeah. is notorious for not actually getting his review out by the deadline <laughs> so he, he talks about that and what he thought about it and all the rest and it's, it's quite interesting I mean I know Gruber is a bit marmite either you like his show or you don't but um, he, you know he is quite an interesting chap especially if he manages to stay on point when well this you know week him and his guest uh, I forget who it was now but they're talking about The Vision Pro, so it is mostly on point, and um, (laughs) there's one point he does say that uh, 9 to 5 Mac. Uh, said here's a roundup of the first reviews of the vision pro and and, like here are links to all you know all the big ones so marcus and joanna stern and i justine and all the others and then it says and others will come in later uh, you know um, and we will link them as they appear asterisk asterisk Grubers when it actually turns up as ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because he, he never he never makes the deadline, apparently. And he always said, oh, well, thank God there's a deadline because otherwise God knows how long it would take you to actually finish your review. <laughs> so, um, Fair enough. I always try and meet the deadline and fail, but there we go. So um, I've got uh, two links in here, which is, um, uh, and plenty of others, of course, but Nilay Patel, who um, lots of people have mentioned his review because his review is very much uh a kind of objective overview here is this new thing what is this new thing what's it meant to do what does it do what's good what works what's great what's not so good um and so on and i haven't read it all and i haven't and there's two options if you're interested in this uh so you've got it's called The Apple Vision Pro review, Magic Until It's Not, um, and you can read that on The Verge, which is linked, and there's also a YouTube version of the same review uh, if you prefer to listen to him or watch him talk about it. Um, And the other one I've linked is uh, Gruber's The Vision, simply called The Vision Pro, which is his very long review in a similar manner of what he thinks of it, what he thinks about it, and um,
1: what's good and what's not so good. So, um, but yeah, loads of us. I think, I think most of them have actually mentioned that it's quite heavy. Yes, um, I think all the reviews I've read have said that it's it's quite heavy. Um, not that it's unusable, but that it, yeah, it's heavier than they expected it to be. I think is uh, is the way it comes across. I think it basically because they've used aluminium in it, and you know, it's and a lot of glass has a certain weight, and there's it's and a glass, yeah, there's a lot of
0: glass. Um, Obviously, if I probably over the week, I was quite busy last week, as you might tell. Um, and things kept dropping up. I will probably read some and see what I think. One of the biggest takeaways from what I've heard and what bits I have seen is, like you, Nick, and like me, quite a lot of them end up with, "Is this going to be a success? Only time." will tell you know will the novelty wear off will um will some kind of killer um use case come along will you know quite a lot of the reviewers um that i listen to obviously they're tech people and they're saying you know if they didn't get a review unit there they were saying oh mine will be coming tomorrow or monday or whatever yeah. and they are often very many of them are saying, Sure, I want to do watch a movie, look at three D panoramas, watch a dinosaur in three D all that. But what they really want to do is try this whole spatial computing thing where you can put windows all around you and mm-hmm. do actual work and link to your computer and all that. And um
1: that's I, I find I find the um I find the the outward facing screens I, I I I just don't see the point really so the the being able to see people's a uh, representation of people's eyes or patterns going across them what you know I, yeah I, I, it don't it yeah. just seems a bit unnecessary to me
0: it, it it's all very clever and lots of people seem to think, yeah. to think that it's clever. very clever yeah, i mean um who was it Probably, probably one of the ATP boys who said, "I think that that's all very nice, very clever, but I could see the next iteration or the cheaper iteration being the first thing they lose is the
1: is the you know all that gimmickry." Um, yeah, because I mean I don't know how much that would cost to not have that, but well obviously the, all I'm, the
0: cameras I'm... and things are in the front part there so you couldn't get rid of it but you know there's a whole
1: screen in there and a um, yeah that's what, yeah refractive so, lenses and whatnot to make there must, it there must be a, a reasonable percentage of the cost maybe i don't know let's say 10% of the cost yeah of those front screens but um, you no know, if was... it, if it is just there for um... Obviously, someone's had the idea, and someone said that sounds a good idea, and then they've run with it. But oh, I'm not sure it is myself, um, particularly because when you when you see the Marcus Brownlee videos, uh, because he's dark skinned, he actually you can barely see his eyes at all. Interestingly, so, I don't know. I, I don't know how effective that will be.
0: But. Interestingly enough, that uh, some uh, somebody else that I was listening to said that um in their view, and they said quite interestingly that the model who appears on the um apple website that the, there's the dark darker skinned girl with a kind of yes. hair in a, like a pineapple on the top interesting hairstyle yeah, so it's mean. not interfered with by the yeah. <laughs> by the headset um you know no no headset hair for her um <laughs> Um several uh, it might have been Gruber, but he said whoever it was said that they get the impression that actually to some extent it works better for the dark darker skinned people because oh, he when, right, okay. well he said That's interesting well, I think it might have been Gruber, but whoever it was, they said. When I've seen, um, like YouTube or, or photos of you know pale skinned people doing it, the fact that it's a screen inside a glass thing becomes more obvious because there's this actually quite a thick dark edge around. Oh, right. So it it ma- makes it look much more like a scuba mask with eyes inside it. Whereas with the dark, you said with the darker skin people, they sort of, you know, it feels more like it's just shade, fading into shade around the edges. Um, I don't know. I, I Apple have spent a lot of money on it and whatnot. Is yeah. it? I
1: suppose it's hard to make a it, It's hard to make a a, a, a a judgment without actually physically seeing it. I think because so, I mean, even watching it on you, you know, watching it on YouTube isn't quite the same as actually no. seeing the real thing, is it? <sighs> I I kind of get the idea. The idea because Apple keep having this thing
0: about it's not like immersing yourself in a VR and cutting yourself off from the
1: world. They've got yeah. They want to be able to step in and out of it. Don't they? That's the idea. Know, is there's it this whole part VR? Of your you know, sort of natural. Yeah, yeah and, and I and I, I can sort of see that. I can, I can sort of understand the concept. And I'm just um, not sure that who, I think
0: what they've would, done is quite. A, I think it might have been on The Verge where somebody said, you know, if you were in a coffee shop and you were just wearing this thing and you could see out and nobody could see any representation of whether you're looking at them or whatever, that could be really quite strange and creepy. So that imagine you were wearing this and working and you were in a coffee shop
1: and the
0: waitress comes see, out. I, and
1: says, it's all very strange, I know. I just, I know. Can't, I just yeah. can't see that being... I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just not American, <laughs> and maybe Americans would think of doing that. Well, but I can't see anyone in the UK, even if we had access to it we could afford it, sitting in a coffee shop wearing one of those things. You know, well, honestly. I do it's, it's just not something the Brits would do, is it, really? we Would no. just feel too stupid. <laughs> but um, there you
0: go. No doubt when they get here, there'll be people doing it. You'll see people.
1: Oh, well, yeah, yeah quite um,
0: probably so. You know, well, I mean, I've already see. seen things of like two people at a restaurant wearing them was one of the pictures I saw in Apple News. And uh, was it Joanna Stern uh, jokingly uh, was wearing it while skiing, you know, or at least. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, And cooking, Um, which somebody else I was listening to said, oh, I don't feel comfortable with that. I think that might have been Apple Insider. Might have been William Gallagher on Apple and Insider. Like the idea of standing over a steaming pot of you know vegetables. You see, I, with the three thousand five hundred quid worth of electronics on my face.
1: Well, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I, you see, I could see all of this working. All of it. Absolutely, it would be absolutely perfect for all these things. If it looked like a pair of glasses, and oh, now, i know geez. that's not pra- i know that's not practical because of the what the, i mean what they 've actually put in it it just wouldn't work, but if it were just a pair of glasses and you could see all these things in front of you in the same way everyone would i wouldn't be questioning it at all it 's just that it 's actually quite a big Chunky thing that you stick over your face. Oh yes, it still and, is, and, and I while think it was always going to be so, and while I, you know, the way it, the top technology is now, it was always going to be like that. But just putting out media as if this is what everyone's going to be doing, I'm not so sure. I don't. I can consider. see it, but I can see it being used for a lot of things. I just don't think it's going to be something you wear around the house all day. Oh no, not at all. But. Uh, I'm happy to be proved wrong. <laughs>
0: I think the Joanna Stern thing was, I think she said, well, it, it was partially in jest. Yeah. You know, the skiing thing was a definite, like, joke. But um, trying it out whilst cooking and, and so on was like, because Apple have kind of said you can do these things, she actually wanted to have a go at it go out. she tried them. Yeah, you know, not necessarily. You know, was it a good thing or not? You know, I mean, uh, apparently there's a bit where she pulls out a timer and like sticks it over the top of the sauce.
1: Oh yes, I saw that. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, and and this is and like you, you know, this. I think quite a lot of people have also said you can see what Apple, you know, their ultimate vision is. Ah ha ha! No, no pun intended there. Um, <laughs> you know, their ultimate idea and i think somebody said something along the lines of the apple vision idea is like a dream handicapped by technology <laughs> and yeah. um but then again if you don't yeah, start I th-
1: somewhere I, I think it's a le- I, well that's right i agree yeah i i think it's a little bit like 3d you know mm. um i think part of i think part of the problem with 3d is not um the idea of having 3d itself it's that somehow you're trying to fool your eyes into thinking it's 3D and your eyes aren't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. uh, and therefore, it doesn't quite work. Um, it, for it to feel like 3D, it would need to, sorry, to, for it to look like 3D, it would need to feel like 3D as well. Yes. Uh, and the problem with 3D generally was that it, it never quite did. It no, it, it, it was didn't... always a little bit. A step away from that, and I think I think you're right. I think in a, in a way, this is like a first product, and perhaps perhaps in the future, if it's popular enough and they sell enough of them, um, it, there will be something even better and even more natural looking. But, I, you know, I think that's their aim. <laughs> I think that is their aim. You know, I don't think
0: um, this in any way, shape, or form is. Anywhere near
1: what Apple want to make? Um, yeah, I think you're right because you you can tell by some of the things that they've done in the operating system that that actually mirrors that that, that idea that this is this is a step we're making a step towards it, mm. and what we really want to do is is much more than this. So, yeah, uh, I know. In- and interesting.
0: I think it, everybody's aware that possibly Tim Tim Cooks. Dream or the team that he, you know, are, are working around this. Their ultimate dream is to yeah, you know, to produce some, um, you know, Stark Industries glasses which can do all this, and that is what they would like to achieve. But there is no technology yeah, to best... do that.
1: <laughs> no. no, no, and and the best the best things that we use technologically are things where the technology gets out of the way. Oh. Hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? And and the the, the technologies and an an I can't say the words an enabler yes to actually do do something productive. And um, at the moment we're at the stage where the technology is the technology and. <laughs> we might be able to get some things done but it's all, it's almost in spite of the technology and yeah. we have got some steps to take yet and it's technologically con- to be able to make it make it feel more like it's there to help yes I, I, very much so and i think will this be
0: a success i don't know i really don't but you know who can say i remember when the but ipad it, it,
1: i mean and it could it could be that, that sorry to interrupt by the way but no that's no, it's fine I, I, uh it it could be that um this is one of those things that that comes out and disappears but then reappears a number of years later when the yeah. technology has become sufficient for for it to be something actu- actually magical yeah you, who can tell or it might just iterate not, not that know. it isn't yeah not that it isn't magical now i mean i think it's very i mean the technology is really clever as usual from apple i mean <sighs>
0: One of the things that keeps cropping up in the comments I've seen is kind of exactly what Neil Patel said. It's magic until it's not. I mean, on the yeah. Vergecast, he kept saying this is absolutely the best. You know, the the um the the screens inside it. You know, it is the absolutely the best headset I've ever worn. The pass through is the best pass through available. Um, all of it is absolutely best in class. But they're still screens, and you're still seeing pass-through through through cameras. Yeah. And, And he goes, and that's the limitation of it. And I can see what Apple want to achieve, but the technology's not just plain not there. So... Again, everybody seems to end up saying we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, yeah. And I suppose, quite rightly, William Gallagher on, on um, Apple Insider podcast said you have to remember that this is probably the worst hardware, the fewest number of apps, the crudest operating oh, yeah. system, or whatever. Yeah. Like that the iPhone. This, yeah. this product will ever have. Um, you know, as you said that you know, the, the iPhone, the first iPhone didn't have three G, didn't have any App Store, didn't have cut and paste, <laughs> it didn't yeah. have this, it didn't have that. And did it sell in huge numbers? No, it didn't. It didn't really start to become really popular until like the third one, which was the
1: three G S. When they um, started adding the stuff that as as I say, that the technology started getting out of the way and <laughs> And making it really useful.
0: So, I don't know. And the watch, you know, uh, people said, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to the watch. When the watch came out, was it really going to work? Watch a bit different, I think. It's not in the same class. But again, you know, as they said, Apple brought out the watch. They had an idea of what it would do and how it would work of what people would do with it, but they were partly wrong, you know. So it didn't really start yeah. to catch on until sort of Gen three when they completely re architected the software, um, improved the hardware, uh, changed its main focus to what they realised people actually wanted to do with a watch. Um
1: Having having said that, uh offered a complete tangent. Um I, I think I told you last last time we spoke that I'd started wearing my watch again. And I, I can't believe there are so many people who haven't seen people paying with a watch. I mean, <laughs> I thought these days everyone paid with the watch, or <laughs> well, at least their but phone. I, I, certainly, certainly, I've what a, a number of people over the last couple of weeks where I've paid with my watch, and they said, "Oh, that's snazzy!" And I thought, "Have you not seen this before?" Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Lots and lots and lots of people have Apple watches. What what's going on? Perhaps I not many of them use them for pay for, to pay for things. I mean Or perhaps I just live in a in a society of elderly people who, <laughs> who I don't, well don't I, see these sort of things.
0: I mean I mentioned it, didn't I, that Because for a long time, I couldn't use Apple Pay because my bank didn't support it. Yes. And then I bought a a second, I got a secondary card. And although my bank actually say they support Apple Pay, I still can't make it work with Apple Pay. It still won't be. Oh, right. So I still do this thing where I take money out of my main account, move it to this other, like, you know, pay as you go kind of card, prepaid Mm -hmm. credit card type thing. And I use that to pay with my watch. And people do, do.
1: You just pay for that with your watch. <laughs> um. Yeah. A... I'm just surprised. I suppose I'm surprised because the Apple Watch has been around for so long now. Yeah. I tend to think that, you know, surely most people have seen people paying with their watch. Paying with the but watch. M- apparently not. Apparently not.
0: And yet you go in the supermarket, and I, I reckon probably 50% of the people younger than me. Pay for the, yeah. their shopping with their phone. I don't. Actually with their shop. phone,
1: yeah, maybe the phone is just used more, more regularly, and therefore they see that more regularly.
0: I mean, yeah. they. Do, I mean, mm-hmm. the um, the pub that I go into while my boy goes to his music group on a Wednesday. I'm now known as the man who pays with his watch when I go. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> You know, I go in there and they say cash or card and I hold up my wrist and the barmaid said, oh, you're the you're the guy who pays with his watch. And it's like, really? You know, there's nobody in here to, you know, does nobody in here pay with their phone? I mean, I'm sure people do. It's just apparently. Maybe us Brits are a bit yeah, perhaps... embarrassed with the whole kind of, you know. Oh, yeah, maybe. Watch.
1: Maybe it's just that they've grown. Everyone's grown very used to people using their phones now and. Um, as you say and 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 perhaps just not that many people bother to use their watch or perhaps they've, they've got banks like you who did who didn't don't support it um, I, I mean, was very lucky really because I think nationwide supported it right away from the beginning Well, so. I mean most of the big banks and I've, got, it. I've got no I
0: don't, I don't anyway
1: yeah. there you go whatever but
0: um strange uh, there we go I uh, my overall opinion of it is it would appear that yes, it's a lot of money. If you can afford it, it is probably worth it. If you're really interested in it, if you don't want to spend that money, wait and see what happens. Apple will most certainly bring out a cheaper
1: one. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. You know. Yeah, my my only my only my only concern, really, I suppose, I'm not concerned because Apple will make money out of it one way or another. But um, it's it's that price, it's that starting price. I just yes, said, it's starting. Don't price. get me wrong. There are a number of. It's a little bit like. It's a little bit like electric cars. Let's go back to electric cars again. Um, everyone is saying, "Oh, electric car prices are falling off a cliff." Well, they're sort of not. They're sort of no. normalizing because they've been too expensive, and they are starting to change. And I and, would say that very loosely. Yeah, they're still the- pretty expensive. But it's just taken some time to get to a point where people are starting to say, "Uh, no, I'm uh, sorry, I've gone sidetracked. What I was going to say was, there's only so many people who've got an income where they can afford to buy a Tesla or uh, any electric car, really. Well, yes. Um, And eventually you get to the end of those people. And I think that we've had a combination of things where I think we are getting to the end of all the people who've got the money and uh and now it 's got to become more mainstream um, and that 's what everyone 's seeing it 's not that people are struggling uh, to, that, that people are struggling to sell electric cars it 's that we 're now getting to the real crux of the matter, and that is they 're too expensive <laughs> yes, and they 're going to have to do something to bring the costs down so um and maybe and maybe it'll be the same for the Vision Pro, perhaps. I, I think um, it will. I think it
0: will. I, I think yeah. it will. Like I say, the whole the whole thing with the eyes and whatnot, I think I see what they were trying to do with it, but I suspect it might be the first thing that gets the chop. Um mm. I think it was the ATP ATP boys who said something um similar that they could see that like it's nice, it's clever and all the rest, but I could see that getting the chop. And then one of them said you know how uh, your Apple stuff always comes with some stickers. They said, right, but in the the next version of the Apple Pro, uh, Apple Vision will come. Um, it will have two eye stickers that you can put on the front. <laughs> it will just be blank. I like that. It'll yeah. be blank like a Meta Quest or or a you know the PlayStation VR one, but you'll get these. You, it'll come with a selection of coloured eye stickers that you can put on the front. <laughs> Maybe there'll be those. <laughs> what those ones? The, the thing. uh oh, what's it called? The things with the. Um, used to get those things in um when you were a kid they used to come in cornflakes packets and things with like a a, a little card with like a tiger on it or something and as you you know with the like ridged plastic lens on so as you as oh you,
1: yes I know what you mean and when you moved it it it, it, it changed the image it, on it yeah because yes. there were actually <laughs> two images and you could
0: do it Now you could do that as you move your head up and down it will blink or something you know <laughs> Or look, look they move gorgeous. left turn left and right as you move your head, but anyway, there you go that laughingness aside i think my I think my overall thing is it's probably you know technologically everybody seems to think it's brilliant and you yeah. know the best thing you can get in its product class, but it's also pretty much the most expensive, and we're all going to have to wait and see what happens
1: really yeah, whether it becomes yeah, the a- big question is the big question is will it get enough? Uh, grassroots. Yeah. Um, following to actually make it financially viable, and and you know it is a bit of a gamble for Apple, really. Um, this one, I think. I mean, every, almost everything in business is a bit of a gamble, but I think this one's slightly larger gamble. Yes, because if it, you know, if in the end it kind of bombs and
0: disappears, it's going to be one of those the Apple product that failed, you know. Um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, now now only two uh, two hundred and forty thousand dollars because it it's, it's a collectible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So there we go. So that was that one. Um, so uh, the other stuff is the um, uh, the DMA stuff and um i've got two links for this one one is what apple uh themselves have said and i've linked to uh john gruber's um comments about it because uh many other people who've either written about it or talked about it have actually pointed to gruber's summary of what apple are proposing as possibly the clearest and most understandable uh Sort of version for people who don't want to wade through the whole um you know the morass of gumpf which goes with it to uh understand i tell, you what, what di- it's I tell you
1: what something that's just struck me and it's the one of the first thing Gruber says i'm just looking on the website now and it did strike me as well apple have always been very um uh what's the word i'm after efficient with their packing with their packaging Um, And this thing comes in an absolutely huge box. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really is a very large box. Which is not very Apple-like, I must admit. But, I no. mean, maybe it will come in a smaller box later. <laughs> um, I guess there must be a reason. Apparently, the front of it is quite delicate.
0: Um, and I guess there's all sorts of, you know, lenses and whatnot in there that need to be aligned. So maybe it has to be packed so that, you know, it's bash-resistant
1: oh, Yes, there, transit. Yes, there, there were quite a lot of other bits in there apart from the Vision Pro, yeah. So, there we are. Yeah. But it was interesting. It's it, Yeah, it's a decent-sized box. You're not going to get it through your letterbox, let's put it that
0: way. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Um, for what it's worth, uh, I'm going to skim over what John Gruber says about Apple's proposals regarding the DMA. Um, It says here, here is my summary of the options available to developers in the EU. Um, And we're not in the EU, so I'm I'm pretty sure that this won't actually, none of these options will be uh, available to those of us in the UK regardless. Might affect Bart, I suppose, as he's uh, in the Republic of Ireland. But, um, uh, you know, and I guess it would probably apply to... uh, Mr. Faticci, because he's in Italy. But um, there we are. Um, Here we say it says here, um, apparently the three options are you can stay in the App Store under the current pre-DMA rules exclusively and developers which take this option are not permitted to use any of the new business terms available in the EU, but some new iOS platform options for the EU, such as browser engines, are allowed because they are required to be allowed. Uh, Nothing business-related will change under this option, and the existing worldwide rules will apply apply to paid app subscriptions, in-app purchases, etc. The core technology fee is not applicable, because the business terms don't change. And then it says see below regards the CTF, which is the core technology fee. Um, Then you can opt into the new EU rules, um, which involve... Paying the core technology fee uh, for each app which has over 1 million downloads in the EU. Um, and then you can remain in the App Store and uh, use Apple's App Store payment system at a twenty thirteen percent commission uh, plus the core technology fee use a custom in-app payment system such as stripe at 17 10% commission uh, plus the core technology fee use external links from inside apps to uh, collect your you know money elsewhere at 17/10% and core technology fee um and then the other option is you can distribute apps in one or more third party marketplaces with no option to use Apple's App Store payment um and the only money due to Apple is the core technology fee um and then this this core technology fee is the whole crux of the matter because the way it's been constructed would appear to be uh designed to basically make it almost impossible for anybody uh to make Uh, Not necessarily make any money, but to do any better for themselves than they could by staying (laughs) with Apple. Um, And this is, uh, you know, the bit that a lot of people are up in arms about um, and Apple apparently have offered through gritty teeth. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, And uh, the other piece is um, the... Market App marketplaces, which, because Apple refused to call them app stores, which I understand because they trademarked app store, um, you, there'd be no direct sideloading allowed uh, in these proposals. People who wish to use other app stores will have to be in a, a marketplace, um, and there's a whole load of rules about that. But if you study the rules carefully, setting up an alternative app marketplace is almost certainly a way to lose a very large amount of money very quickly. And um, the other big, big, big caveat in this is that Apple are basically saying if you opt to go with any of the, you know, new business terms in the EU options, you cannot return to the previous, you know, within the Apple App Store option. So, effectively, for very many people, um, it's unlikely that they would, under these terms, wish to leave Apple's ecosystem at all. Um, And uh, whether or not the EU are prepared to accept these proposals is, well, subject to whatever they decide, which nobody, uh, nobody knows yet so for all the ha about what apple have said none of this is you know a hundred per cent because if the eu say no 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 they're going to have to go back and do it all again Um.
1: And it, it seems to me it seems to me that Apple have just gone out of their way to um, just make it as awkward as possible um let's write lot let's write lots and lots and lots of words, and then people will get bored and go away <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to some extent
0: yes also um uh several some people have described the terms as you know poison pill, which I suspect is probably true certainly of some of the terms yeah. and um More than once I've heard uh, people talking about it describe it as malicious compliance, as in how can we comply Mm. with every single one of the actual requirements whilst also uh, doing our absolute best to make sure that, that that's of no use to anybody whatsoever Um, and that really uh, and some of the people I've heard talking about it you know particularly those who have said I think the EU probably had good intention but this appear- appears to be bad lawmaking. I think they're jumping the gun there because it depends on what the EU say about this proposal to yeah. be honest if they go yeah okay that complies with all the rules therefore we will let it stand then No, they have not achieved what they claim that they set out to do, uh, which is increased competition. Um, But
1: at the same time, at the same time, um, I mean, I've got some sympathy for Apple. Um, I I think that um, I think what's happened is the the EU have come and said, look, we don't like the way you're doing this. And Apple have said, well, if we change it, it'll be complicated. And they said, yeah, okay." (laughs) <laughs> and so Apple have come back with, here you are, I told you it was complicated. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yes, I mean, there is there is also obviously that element of uh, we're still going to get our pound of flesh, it doesn't matter how much you like it or not. Yes, to some extent, yes. Um, <sighs> and all
0: that re- revolves around the core technology. Several people I've heard discussing it have said uh, there are very few people who could probably do better out of this if they're in the EU um, than they can under the the current App Store rules. But if there is any chance whatsoever that you are going to get more than a million installs of your app, it's a poison pill. You could end up paying Apple millions, you know, per annum.
1: Um, and making nothing. Do you know, do you know. Sometimes I think that um, when you look at the, the world around us, that um, sometimes I, I understand the I understand the want to give people choice, and I understand the the imperative to give people choice. Uh, but you only have to look at the British energy market to know that only a fairly small percentage of people are actually going to take up that choice. The vast majority will just think, "Oh, I can't be bothered with that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's there's too much there's too much investment of time to understand how it all works, to actually make good use of it. Um, oh yeah, and I, I mean, think I think f- legislation particularly can get like that, can't it? You you can get to a point where you think, "Oh, you know, you can either pay me a pound." And i'll take that pound, and you can have this item, or you've got a choice of three hundred things that you could do, and uh you can choose one of those, and they 'll all be cheaper than the pound, uh, but you 've got to make a choice from the three hundred you think, <laughs> oh, I'll just give you the pound yeah <laughs> or <laughs> it's you know, easier
0: or but and then also, but some of them might only be a penny cheaper.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah if you know out, yeah. out
0: of the three hundred, I... ten might save you 50p but <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes and don't get me wrong um what's the money guy martin lewis is that his name Yes, Um, Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis. And whilst I applaud what he does, and, um, you know, often his advice is sound, I have occasionally listened to him talking about how you can save money doing this, that, and the other. And it's like, that's all very true, Martin, but how much time and effort would I have to invest into this and to do all this and save myself £200 a year? I have to run my life like like a corporation, and I'm not really sure that it's worth £200 to me. (laughs) <laughs> to spend yeah, that much time uh, so yeah, you know
1: cause, i mean cause... In, in life we all make choices like that don't we we all make choices where uh, it might cost you a bit more to do something but you end up doing paying it because the alternative is too hard <laughs> well you know one yeah, of the things so... is
0: you know like re, you know check check your you know check the uh the best deal on your energy company every six months really i just yeah i you know, I can go make sure I'm always with the cheapest tariff, with the best provider, and all the rest. But oh, Really? Yeah, but it, uh, I
1: mean, the fact is, I can't remember what the percentage figure is, but it's something like seventy percent. Never change. Mm. Seventy. I think it's. I think it's as high as that. I might be wrong. I might be misquoting. But it's a. It's a fairly large percentage of people just get with one provider, and that's it. They stay because it's easy. Not, um, because and, and they are and they probably and they probably are losing out to a tune of I don't know a few hundred quid a year. But as you said, if you haven't got the time to do it, and or, or you well, just haven't got the inclination to do it, and again, yeah, maybe. But then sometimes with these things, half the time
0: you probably find yourself switching backwards and forwards between three or four companies because yeah. sometimes one's cheaper than the other, and then the next segment the other ones cheaper you know sometimes you're ahead and sometimes you're behind and in the end yeah. overall unless you didn't need
1: the only the only exception for that but it, uh, where i'd recommend people do it every year is car insurance um my car insurance came through um well i actually checked early cause, so they didn't actually send me a letter i actually went on the website and checked um and it's gone from 500 and 70 quid to over a thousand if I stayed with the same provider.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, car because, insurance
1: because, is... that's just absolutely bonkers. And okay, I have I'm still paying significantly more, but not that much more, not 50% more. Goodness gracious. Oh, no. And yeah, car insurance and probably home
0: insurance. But, um, yes, for many years, uh, for exactly that reason, I used to get my car insurance through a broker. Yeah,
1: yeah, could that um, I can see that being a so because I used if... to have a broker years
0: ago. What would happen is when my car insurance was due, he would write to me and say, well, this year, you know, uh, the people you're with, uh, you know, last year or for the last, you know, two or three years or whatever it is, uh, suddenly jacked their rates up. Um, so, you know, they want to charge an extra 30 percent. So I suggest you go over here. And, um, you know it'll only cost you another ten per cent or five per cent or whatever this year, you know, so,
1: yeah, it makes you wonder whether we're going to go back to brokers, because that, that sounds like a sensible a sensible way forward, doesn't it?
0: It does, and then but you there think go there you go, you know, is there could there become a market for people to be? brokers of other things, you know, people who you pay a fee to and they do your, you know, your energy company for you or your, you know, or anything else. Some of these things that
1: Martin Lewis suggests that you do all the time, you no? Know, if there yeah. was a... You but, uh, but, you see, and then going back to what we've just been talking about, it, uh, in a little, in a way, this DMA thing is all about uh, you can pay us 30% and we'll manage all the payments and everything. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you can have all this complication, and um, and okay, you might be able to get the thing you want to buy a little cheaper, um, but in the end, it's going to be complicated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, this is another wait and see, you know, a lot of the Americans are spouting one way and another either railing at Apple or railing at the EU and uh, um, I think one of the things that John Gruber said about it was actually there's a delicious irony in this for once because um, like any developer who wishes to submit something to Apple in this case, Apple have had to do all this work, and there's quite a, you know, not only the legal work. Oh, the, yeah. There's a whole load of things there's they've the programming had
1: programming law programming work as well.
0: Programming work to allow, for example, alternative um, rendering engines. Because at the moment, for example, on iOS, all the browsers you can use run on WebKit. Even Chrome runs on WebKit, right? right? Because Apple made it so that that was the only way that you could have a browser on iOS. Now, The European Union, in perhaps one of the things which I think is probably valid, have said, you can't do that. If somebody has a perfectly good browser engine, um, rendering engine, which is, you know, proven to be safe and effective and, you know, all the other things, uh, I don't see why you're allowed to stop them from having it. So if if Google wished to do a version of Chrome that runs on their own rendering engine, which I believe is Blink, um, they should be allowed to do that. So... Um, that's coming but that they've yeah, had to do a huge well. mm-hmm. amount of work to make that
1: work um are we, are we just going to end up with are we going to end up with uh, iTunes again all over again do you remember how bad the experience was oh at one point yeah in, uh, on PCs particularly um it <laughs> it was dreadful and uh yeah well yeah we'll see I can I can see both sides um I always have an uh, an issue with the fact that, you know, in the end it's Apple's store and they should be able to sell what they want, the way they want, in their own store. And then, uh, you know, I veer the other way and say, well, you know, the EU aren't stupid. They're not really. A lot of the things they've brought in, a lot of the legislation they've brought in has been really good. And, and it's, made, it's made countries be better than they would have been left on their own and that goes for us as well you know we've got some laws now that probably wouldn't have got through if it had been left to our um our uh i'm trying to be polite (laughs) our government let's just call them government um but but got pushed through because i guess the eu were behind it so yeah I have sympathies for both sides, I must yep. admit. I, I but think I think it's, we might think. end up with a situation where we end up with a bit of a mess, really. But we will see. We
0: will see. It's another wait and see. <laughs> also, it depends on whether the EU you know, are prepared to accept these. Proposals, which is what Green was saying. You know, um, they've had to do all this work, and uh, it could all be for nothing because the EU could go, "No, sorry, not acceptable."
1: <laughs> yes, that um, would be very annoying, particularly if it was done like that. And if someone just stood up and said, "Apple, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, was that? Uh, was it the um,
0: was it the Fast Show? You used to have that bloke. You yes, it was. Oi, yeah. you, no, no. <laughs> 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 Oi, Apple, no so there you go um uh, who can tell again who can tell oh the only other thing um there's a thing which i don't think Gruber mentions here apple have uh, decided and this doesn't only apply in the uh, eu this will actually apply everywhere um they are going to allow streaming app uh, streaming game apps
1: which they well, that's a good thing. Pre- strictly prohibited previously. Every, like, cloud yeah. gaming... No, that's, um, that, that, that's without the doubt. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, so I, I, now... I they should
0: have done that before. They should have done that before. So now, for example, you will be able to get, uh, or it will be allowed that to have, you know, a Microsoft Xbox app, which, when you click on it, shows you all the cloud games available to you in one place. Whereas previously, Apple insisted that oh, every okay. game had to be listed separately in the App Store, even if it was a cloud store. No, that's good. So... That's good. Um, you know, effectively things like, um, not necessarily Steam, but things like Xbox or PlayStation, who offer games that could be played on the cloud on your iOS device, those will now be allowed. And why Apple didn't do that before, I think that was purely out of spite, to be honest. Um, possibly oh, part. Yeah, probably. And possibly partly <laughs> to do with Epic and um, their, you
1: know. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. What 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 company of of the power of Apple likes to be pushed around by the Cust. By anybody, really. No.
0: Well, Apple <laughs> don't like to be pushed about by anybody. And they never did even when they were little. No. But that you know, there we go. So that's that's that. Um and then there were the quarterly results um which uh I've got six colors a link to six colors and his charts um even he has done less charts than usual um to be honest because uh it's titled Tim Cook teases AI but won't pick any favorites um there's a bit and then there's a, a little bit here uh, basically he, he's got less graphs than usual much less actually what he's got here is a quick summary which is unless he's got another one of all the charts somewhere which I didn't find products which are solid um iPhone revenue basically steady um with I believe a year on year growth of 6% uh Mac revenue up 1% year over year although um four of its last six quarters have featured double digit negative growth numbers but overall um the Mac looks solid it had a couple of years of huge growth, which obviously have, have sort of affected why some of the uh, recent quarters have had negative growth. Um, seems to be coming back to a new higher floor, about 7 or $8 billion per quarter. Um, and Apple reported the overall number of Active Macs reached another all-time high, which is not bad for a 40-year-old product. They must be
1: doing really badly. I reckon they ought to just give me that money. They don't need that. That's seven or eight billion. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The iPad uh, not doing so good. Um, The iPad is a seasonal product, um, and this year's holiday quarter was 25 lower than previous year. On the other hand, it sold seven billion worth of iPads, and None of which were released in twenty twenty three for a quote unquote stale product line maybe that's not too bad
1: <laughs> um yeah it's not exactly falling off a cliff but it's, yeah, it yeah it, it's got like a steady downward movement. over uh, the last
0: well only over my, probably the last year um and there were yeah, any... it's been
1: it's been quite steady for uh, uh, a number of quarters, uh but it's not really grown, has it for a it's no. had a little blip at the beginning of twenty three. So but um
0: uh year over year wear wearables revenue change. Uh this doesn't look so good over the last um
1: couple of years. Um this but this is what happens to your figures though, isn't it, when you've been selling bucket loads of everything. Isn't it, it won't go on forever because there aren't that many people to buy them um, so you know I, I think a lot of these graphs they don't tell you anything very much at all really about the overall picture No, um, um, because because of you know as it says mature products they're nearly all mature products and even though we might get a new one every couple of years or whatever it, it's really not much different to the one that came before except no. for the M1 Max of course the M series. Um, but we're not likely to get that again in a hurry. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure the figures actually tell you an awful lot. No, no I don't think they do. Um, as I say,
0: so overall, not a very interesting <laughs> quarter. I believe, yeah. um, what does it say here? The second largest and most profitable of all time um, and also showed a year over year growth for the first time in several quarters. Uh, undoubtedly, this will warm the money green hearts of the financial system, uh, analysts everywhere. <laughs> um, Indeed. Okay. All right, there is a link here, actually, to the full set of charts. Um, yes, 120 billion quarter um, full charts with all the charts. I better put that one in the show notes. But there we go. Um, that gives all the his usual full bunch of charts. There we are. Um and that's probably about it, Nick, to be honest. Um, what else did I put anything else in here? Um, science and technology. Another one. Um, this is a battery thing. Um, again, startup develops new, I believe this is L-state, or maybe it's an I state, it's hard to tell. Um, battery which could make electric cars cheaper and more sustainable than lithium ion. Um, and the reason I uh put this in here is uh, the I state battery uses twenty percent fewer rare earth metals per kilowatt hour than traditional lithium ion made with 100% locally produced electrolyte, and the electrolyte is recyclable, collectively making it more sustainable. Um, This is a Swiss company. Um, They have researched liquid electrolyte technology for 18 years, and in 2019, InnoLith's battery technology demonstrated a breakthrough that opened a new path for a host of existing and emerging e-mobility industries. Um, Irish startup ZeroTech plans to explore using the iState for applications such as vertical takeoff landing craft as well. Um, this breakthrough technology is a huge step in making EVs more affordable and sustainable. Um, technology based on the battery platform is in development to provide a longer EV range with 350 to 400 watt hours per kilogram,
1: I believe. I don't understand what that means. Bigger than what you've got now. Um... Yeah, I mean most most uh, most lithium batteries are around about two fifty, I think, at the moment. Right, okay. two fifty watt hours. But per... so it's more dense, basically. Yes, that's and, what they're saying. Is it will, um, it will be more dense? The power will be more dense.
0: Yeah. Um. So this is apparently better for the environment. Uh, uses less material uh, and is fully recyclable. And
1: the reason that I put this in. The recyclable because... but re- the recyclable bit really matters. It I mean, does matter. I, I think it it does it matters a lot because we we've spent all these years during the since the industrial revolution um, using stuff up, uh, and we need to be much much smarter now with the, with the way we use the planet's resources, and um, we can't just keep ignoring the elephant in the room, which is. Recycling, we need to do an awful lot more of it. So. We do indeed. So
0: apparently, good, city- on, good on them. Uh, the CEO of InnerLith told uh, Just Auto, conventional lithium iron has served us well for 40 years, but it has known limitations for the future. The iState goes further, costs less, and is environmentally more sustainable. Um, And after a lengthy testing phase and pilot production, the iState battery is now commercially available, and that is why I put it in here, because so many oh, of those okay. things we listen to or find out here. It's like it's lovely, but then it's um. We'll now be going into you know exploring commercial production. No, this is now commercially available. Um, and that is why I bothered to put that one in, Nick, because that warmed my heart and no doubt yours.
1: Uh, indeed, yes, because uh, I say I hit, I watch so many YouTube videos which hide the punchline till the end, and the punchline is nearly always well. They've got it working on a nano scale.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you think, oh, yeah, or, you know, a, a, a small production, you
0: know, a small pre-production run has been, you know, proved to be viable. Now, you know, can we make it a commercial product? No, this is apparently now commercially available. Um, Jolly good. There we go. Uh, Inolith begins commercializing the iState battery technology, a liquid inorganic electrolyte. So there you go um and they contain a link to an article about that so something that might um actually you know see some
1: use in see the, the light of day see yeah, the light of day good.
0: um obviously if somebody's experimenting with the idea of putting it into vertical takeoff aircraft that uh, would say that it's probably lighter and more power dense than lithium-ion um yeah and in security and privacy apple warns proposed uk law could secretly veto glo- global user protections and this is of course about your friends and mine in westminster and their lovely um security um legislation which they um you know want to be able to put magic backdoors in things and uh, tell everybody how it's going to magically fix everything the snooper's <laughs> charter um as we like to know it. Um, The Investigatory Powers Act. That's the name of it. Couldn't remember. Um, And the crux of this article is, we are deeply concerned the proposed amendments to the Investigatory Powers Act, now before Parliament, place users' privacy and security at risk. Uh, It is an unprecedented overreach by government and if enacted, the UK could attempt to secretly veto new user protections globally, preventing us from ever offering them to customers. Um, Which is, you know, yeah, can we just get rid of the fools now and have some people who actually understand tech? Um. (laughs) There we go. Um, And that is all I've bothered to uh, collect up this week, Nick. So there we are. Um, Fair enough.
1: There we go. We Uh, we managed to talk longer than I expected, actually. I thought we... (laughs) I literally thought we were going to be on about 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know us. We always manage to find something. So, there you go. Indeed. Uh, And, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on and talking to me about it, Nick, because... um, it's okay.
1: As always, if there's any of you out there who want to come and join us, please do. Yeah, we Lee's like doing. to hear different voices.
0: We do indeed like to hear different voices, and um, there we go. I guess maybe next week there might be some more uh, interesting news. Not that this week's news wasn't interesting, but you know, a lot of it's kind of above my next pay grade to comment on, really. So <laughs> there <laughs> we go. All we could do
1: is we're uh... getting paid. No one told me I was getting paid. <laughs> no, no, I said our pay grade. Our pay grade is nothing. Oh, pay grade. <laughs> Oh, that
0: explains it. <laughs> Our pay grade is zero. <laughs> oh, well, it could be worse. It could be in the minuses. We could actually have to pay to do this.
1: But there you go. Yeah, it's, a warm, it's a warm fuzzy feeling. I'm not quite sure what the warm fuzzy feeling is, but it's definitely one of those. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. Yeah, as long as it's not the dog peeing against my leg, then I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll wrap the show up then. So, uh, as ever, uh, listeners, the best place to find uh, Nick and myself is in the Slack room. Follow the link in the show notes and join the Slack. Um, there we go. What else? Can, what else can I say? Really, not a lot. You can find me still on the X Twitters as uh, at Serenak S E R E N A K. And uh, of course, all our stuff is over on the website essentialapple dot com. Um, and until next week, when I might explain to you something about how I have been lured to make a Facebook account. Uh
1: ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. yeah, there's one specific reason for that, and I'll, I think, uh, I think I might uh, mention that next week. But there we go. I'll leave uh, them, uh, so leave I'll,
1: them will Yes, so uh, I'll use a, a uh, phrase from another, um, uh, another uh, mainstream television program, and on that bombshell, bye. <laughs> exactly. So until then,
0: yeah, that's where we've got to leave it, Basil. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are old enough and British enough to know what that's all about, but but but, Mr. Simon, bomb <laughs> ah, ah, ah. bomb. Uh, there we go so yeah until next time Nick and I will indeed say goodbye goodbye you've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast and I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both patreon and the pinecast tips jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show Uh, or even if you're really keen you could set up a recurring payment and thank you very very much to all the people who already do support us we really do appreciate you very much indeed this show is of course part of the my Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the geekiest show ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com. Take a look at the available podcast and
1: take a listen. Hi, my name is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch With iOS at InTouchWithiOS.com with my co-host Warren Sklar. We talk about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. We also have some great guests from the Apple community that also talk to us uh, relating to any tips, any apps, any news of the day, anything that's going on with Apple. Please give us a listen. Our website is in touch with iOS.com. This has
0: been the Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening. I have, actually, somebody sent me a picture of our sixth form from, like, 1980, 81. Oh, wow. And um, I said, where did you get hold of this? And they said, oh, it's on the Facebook page. I went to Stone Market High School. Right. Um, so I followed the link, and I could kind of, like, have a, 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 a brief glimpse at it before it says you need to log in if you actually want to read the comments. Oh, on. yeah, Facebook's a real pain for that. Yeah. Right, so I thought, okay. Because it's a group, you could kind of skim over it, but as soon as you want to click on anything, it's like you need to sign up. So yeah. I read a few comments, and there were basically, obviously, loads of people not all of them, but a load of people that I went to school with. Many of them, like me, saying, Right, well, I'm trying, I think that's a, and it's like, Well, that one's me, and that one's Mr. Burns, and that one's so and so and so and so, along the thing, and then it's like, you know, and then I don't know who that is, or I don't remember who that is, and that's so and so various people so sort of overall quite a lot of the names got filled in um but i thought well i will i will actually make a facebook account so i can like comment on that and post you know sort of a memory and as a result of that um i got to after I'd, nothing happened for about 3 weeks and then um the other day, about two days ago, I got a, a message saying, Facebook, somebody has commented on your comment, you know, so I thought oh. okay. So I clicked on it and uh it was my friend John Burns who we lost contact when we were in our twenties, early twenties. Because he went off to That's university cool. he went off to university at Bar yeah um and, and uh he did a sandwich course uh in chemical engineering, and we used to write to each other because yeah. this is long before the days of um the internet or such like we used to write to each other um and then he went off to Manchester or somewhere I think to do a year with courtolds, and I th- think. Neither of us can recall exactly, but at some point, basically, we lost contact. No doubt one of us moved or whatever, and the other one didn't get the address, and so that stopped. And so, so like, basically, what, 38 years ago? We haven't spoken in, like, 38 years. And he sent a message which basically said, Hi, Si, how you doing? And um, because obviously I'd made a Facebook profile for that, uh, I then messaged yeah. him and um, we spent this morning on Messenger sending no, messages backwards and forwards. That's
1: great. No, it's really, it's really good to catch up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a little bit like this weekend has been, it's, uh, um, they have re really, cause it's, it's all the people who used to be in the British, British Methodist youth choir who mm. I used to sing with when I was a youth. Um, but of course they There isn't a youth choir anymore, because Methodism isn't big enough to have a youth choir. Ah, right. And, um, and, uh, of course, they've all grown up, so uh, so we're now the British Methodist Choral Society. And um, yeah, it's just good to... uh, One of them, um, Ed, who's from Worcester Way, um, managed to get us mentioned on uh, Classic FM on one of their phone-up shows. And uh, he said uh, he, the message he said sent you know some of us have been singing together for uh, on and off for forty years, so uh, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, it must be about forty years since I sang with them. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. so there you go. Time so, flies by. Yeah. I don't.
0: I don't know as a result of that whether or not I'll re, you know reconnect with anybody else. But uh, yeah, it turns out bizarrely. Yeah, so you,
1: never, you, you never know. You never, you never know. know I t- almost got him. I almost got in touch with someone I was. A, a, uh, uh, a f- a f- friend I used to play with when I was very young, um, and that's when. Oh, what was it called? What was the thing that used to join people together before Facebook? Oh, uh, um... Friends, friends reunited. Yes,
0: free, friends reunited. I guess that was that was yeah. the one, wasn't it?
1: Uh, and we almost got together, but something happened that meant we didn't, and then we lost contact with one another again. So because but no, it was but, a shame. No, the... but he was. Um, his father was American, so he called him Drew, which was a popular name in America mm. at that time. Um, so, uh, and we, yeah, we, uh, we, you can tell how old we were. We used to dress up and, get, you know, put capes on and things. And oh yeah, uh, uh, there used to be a big. Used to be a big field behind where I lived, and we used to just go and play in the field all day, you know. It's the, yeah. When I say a field, a, a recreation ground, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's good to catch up. And, yeah. So, I, I, I've, I've signed up to um, my school as well. So, And there's some, some good stuff goes up on there. You know, occasionally there's some photos, and I think, oh, oh, I recognise that, or I recognise that person. <laughs> it's <laughs> quite nice. So,
0: it's. Um... I shall see what happens of that. Bizarrely, turns out that after university, he ended up in Leeds and Manchester for many years. Then he moved back to Suffolk. And it would appear that until recently, he was actually probably living not very far away from me for all them years, even though he had no idea. And now he's moved to Scotland.
1: Oh, (laughs) there you go. He's retired to Scotland. Um but there you go. Still, all the best people are in Scotland. I'm sure Jim would tell us that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he would. Indeed, you know, busy chasing haggis around the mountain top. <laughs> <laughs> right then, mate. yet uh, let's, let's um, let's knock it on the head then, and um, I'll see you later. Okay, I'll
1: go and get some tea.
0: Yep, I'm going to put some tea on as well, and then um, see what's on the TV. <laughs> Rightio. Take right, Take care, mate. <laughs> see you later, Nick. Cheers. See ya. Bye.